I think there's a lot of tools in Web3, the developer tool, the people, uh, DAO tools, and so on and so forth. But many of them, I would venture to say that just did not focus on the user. Uh, and I think it was built by developer for developer, and which is great in some cases. But if we want to onboard that next billion of users, um, the, the, the tool uh, and, and the software has got to be amazing. Uh, how, it, how it works, how it, how it looks, uh, and everything. Hey everybody, Tanner here with Wagner Ventures. On today's episode, we have Alex Poon, co-founder and CEO at Charmverse. For anyone who's new, this is the Wagner Ventures podcast, where we do snapshots with interesting founders from across Web3. Check out wagnerventures.io to learn more about the syndicate behind the podcast. But for now, let's get into it. It's Alex from Charmverse. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm here today with Alex Poon, co-founder and CEO of Charmverse. Alex, how's it going today? It's a great day. Busy day, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm glad we're chatting. This is, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time out of the busy day. So why don't we just jump right in? Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about your story professionally and what's brought you to what you're building with Charmverse? Sure. So I have been in tech for uh, 20 plus years, started off as a software developer. Um, for the past 12 years, been building startups in, uh, in New York, uh, although our latest company, Chambers, is fully dis- distributed. Uh, my first two companies, uh, Visual Revenue and X.AI, are both in the big data and AI domain. So Chambers is our first um, web-free project. Um, but uh, you know, Chamverse is a Web3 operations platform uh, for communities, uh, particularly for the Web3 communities. And where we got excited about this is uh, when we first got into uh, Web3, started talking to various communities and DAOs, and really seeing this um, both excitement around how to coordinate a group of people in a decentralized manner, uh, and also really can see a lot of parallels to how uh, we were running companies uh, in the past. Uh, I have always been an organizational design nerd. And uh, for X.AI, we were about 60 people. And I certainly spent a lot of time thinking about how do we build autonomous teams? How do we push decision to the edge? And seeing DAOs and other Web3 communities has really got me excited about the idea of using blockchain token to scale autonomous uh, teams and, and, and groups. Love it. Okay. So I definitely want to dig into a couple aspects of Charmverse, but maybe first, just for the listeners, it might be helpful to learn a little bit more about the issues traditionally faced by Web3 communities, kind of in terms of governance or community management. And how does, how does Charmverse step into sort of that traditional situation and make it better? Sure. So... I think we're all collectively learning. Uh, crypto is still super, super young and early. Uh, and I think a lot of the earlier communities and DAOs are sort of started off of, of a, a, uh, a Discord server. Uh, and usually with a collective treasury uh, or with a shared group of NFTs. Um, which I think is good. It's a good way, easy ways to start a community, a place for people to gather and freeform chat and talk about however, uh, what people want to talk about. 
Um, I think very quickly though, people realize that, um, you know, it, it gets pretty noisy. It gets pretty crazy and key information are not necessarily, uh, getting around. It is, it's difficult to onboard people. It's def definitely difficult to engage, uh, the various members, particularly new members that are coming in. Um, and people start developing various tools, but I think there's a lot of, uh, I think coming from, uh, building smart contracts and other protocols, um, the community started to build more tools that look and feel like uh, just protocols and then expecting users to really just put them all together. Um, and that's sure. what I think. I think our actual uh, humans are more used to the, um, you know, Instagram of the world where you want to download an app and start using it without any kind of instructions, without really any kind of friction. Uh, and, and almost immediately get value uh, out of the, the application. And for us, yeah, Chambers is, is, to, is here to solve that set of problems of how can we provide this amazing user experience while providing our users with the uh, benefits that, that uh, Web3 brings to the table. Love it, yeah. So I want to dive in on that a little bit more where your website lists a variety of types of Web3 communities that seem to be most attracted to Chomverse. And I'm curious if you want, kind of kind of from your perspective, like what are some of the various unlocks for those various types of Web3 communities? Because uh, their needs differ, right? Like an impact DAO is different than an investment or venture DAO versus an NFT community, so on and so forth. So I'm curious, how did you guys think about building for these various types of communities and building these categories? And then... Uh, what are those particular unlocks for those categories? Yeah. So again, because the the community is so early uh, right now, uh, we don't presume to really know exactly what the day-to-day -day use cases are going to be. Um, so our approach has been building a set of really useful sort of productivity and Web3 Legos that enable our users and the community admin to kind of pull together these Legos to serve their needs. Um, but at the same time, in the right places, provide the, the right um, guidance or hint on how to use these Legos. So it's not a, a total blank page either. Uh, and a lot of times it's about optimizing for these Legos for particular Web3 use cases, for example. Um, we recently launched a internal forum, uh, kind of like a, a Web3 Reddit. Um, but the forum, uh, the post can be converted. You can, you can convert a post into a proposal, uh, or a draft proposal. Uh, and that's like seamless within the Chalmers platform. So that's an idea of like, yes, people, uh, different various DAOs would, would want to use the idea of a proposal. Um, but instead of having to use three different tools, having a discussion in one tool, uh, drafting a proposal in another tool, and then like sending, the, uh, voting the proposal in, 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 in another tool, you can do it all in one. Um, but at the same time, we do provide a lot of uh, various integration into other Web3 platforms. So again, on, in, you know, when it comes to uh, voting, uh, we, you can vote in-app in uh, using Chamverse, uh, but you can also send the proposal to Snapshot. So we are not opinionated about the, the type of tools that you want to use, um, but we actually instead make it easy uh, for, for our users to kind of 
picked on the best of the world, but also make it super seamless and without having to do a lot of uh, logging to various uh, platforms. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So let's jump back a little bit further in the story where I'm curious what some of the early challenges were in building Charmverse and how you and your team went about solving for those. So again, we, we, we've been building products uh, for a long time. Uh, I think particularly, uh, oftentimes, you know, there you, you start off with a problem and you research the problem or it's a problem that you have yourself. So you're very familiar with that problem. Uh, and then you go after, go after building a piece of software to, to solve it. I think building a platform for Web3 communities, it's difficult. Um, sure, the technology, but the more important part, I think, is the use cases. Because the ecosystem itself is moving so quickly and changing so fast that our customers' needs are, all, are changing exactly at the same speed. So. Our, our feedback cycle needs to be so quickly and we have to be super agile around how do we adapt to what are, what are user thinking? How is the space uh, developing? What are all the different, uh, protocols and web three platforms that are being built at the same time? And we want to need to adapt to all those things all at the same time to make sure that, uh, we are offering a, useful solution to our to our users super interesting yeah similar question then i'm curious as you went about that work of kind of adapting and adjusting to accommodate the quickly changing space like what has stood out as most surprising in your work building charmverse i'm curious if there's any kind of broad categories of surprise that you weren't expecting when you first got started so actually one of the features that we didn't pay too much attention to is our member directory um because we started off really building more in the productivity collaboration areas. I think about how people work. Um, and if you think about like a web two parallel, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of software think have to worry about like the, the user lists or, or, um, sure. the, the identity of the user. Um, but as you can see, like in, in web three, particularly people are, really their anons or they identify themselves just with a, with a PFP. And you also like, well, how do you build a community if you really don't know the person at all? Like, or you don't even know their name in some cases. Right. Right. Uh, so all of a sudden there's a big need to like, how do we help community members uh, build a reputation or just really share who they are so people can get to know each other and, and be able to collaborate and work together. Yeah, super interesting. So what gets you most excited about the possibilities for Web3 communities where you're so involved in in learning about kind of this cutting edge of what people are thinking about and working on in terms of organization? I'm, I guess I'm just curious most broadly, like what do you, what's, what's most exciting about those possibilities? And then maybe kind of narrowing into on the work you're doing with Charmverse, what gets you most excited there? Yeah, so we are not sort of, decentralized maxis. I think like there is definitely a lot of value to the various uh, decentralized uh, protocols. Um, but what we are excited about is there are certain areas uh, that, uh, that adds a differentiated value to, to, to users that um, kind of the, the Web2 um, parallel can, cannot provide in the area like uh, membership, 
uh, in the area like reputation, credentials, um, and how do like, how do you really make those things happen? And I think I think when you apply that to uh, real world communities, that would include places like uh, yeah, what is the future where work would be like? Uh, how does that like maybe it's not completely replacing a company? It could be, but maybe not necessarily the only way. But how do you replace a portion of a, of a workforce? Um, but then on the completely flip side, uh, on the on the sort of creative uh, and brand side, um, how do, if, if brands are out there trying to engage a community using uh, crypto asset, uh, maybe launching a set of NFTs or, or other things, how do they leverage Web3 in, in actually doing that besides simply launching uh, a collection? So I think those are some really interesting uh, challenges and, and use cases that, that are really just coming online. I think, I mean, every week we're seeing, you know, a big brand launching, uh, launching something in crypto, uh, but I think just so early and uh, I think it's a lot of experiments happening. Yeah, super interesting. Okay, so I noticed you guys have partnered with a lot of really interesting projects too. So can you talk a little bit about what makes a partnership make sense for Charmverse and what you're looking for in potential partners? Yeah, so for us is we, I think that's the biggest difference between Charmverse and any kind of Web2 uh, parallel. Uh, we are not trying to lock the user into a singular tool. Um, we want the user to get the benefits uh, of the ecosystem, so we look for uh, we look for platforms and, and, and protocols that that benefits our users and share our same philosophy. Um, so again, like we talked about Snapshot a little bit. Uh, we uh, for for payments, you can pay uh, using those to save. Um, and actually, we just uh, announced that we are partnering with uh, Colab Land uh, as part of their their launch oh, wow. in in as a marketplace. Um, so. Uh, that that's that's uh, showing up in uh, in ETH Denver very quickly. Um, so I think yeah, like anything that really benefits member members use cases, how the community operates from bringing new members in, how to get them, uh, how to get get their work more uh, more effectively. That's the kind of tools and, and platform that we look for in partnering with. I'd love to learn a little bit more from your vantage point, being so. Uh close to so many of these web three communities. I'm curious just personally, like which ones do you find most interesting and what's most compelling about the ones that stand out to you? So yeah, there's, there's a ton of really exciting experiments running. Uh, but I think the second you ask that question, uh, first thing that came to my mind is sort of the, the Nangish DAO. Um, so actually one of our um, team members, I had a product uh, co-founded Purple, uh, which is the, uh, the DAO that supports the Farcaster ecosystem. Um, and so Purple, like, uh, it's it a Nangish DAO, which means that, like, they're, they, they, uh, they have an NFT as part of their membership. But the, the special thing about it is that the, the, the membership NFT is, uh, periodically, um, get launched. So, like, I think for Purple, it's like every day. So every day there is one NFT being auctioned off. And so they add one member every day, right? Um, I think that there's a lot of interesting dynamic that, that happens. I think it, it, it caps the, you know, the size of the community, but also it makes things like onboarding a little bit more interesting, easier to some extent. Um, but also it, it also allowed the, the value of the membership 
to to sort of slowly evolve uh, as more and more um, NFTs and membership badges get get minted uh, over time. So I think that's actually a really interesting way of building a community. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so kind of moving a little bit towards the conclusion here, maybe three last questions. So first, first of those questions, uh, I'm curious what the ramp up or or learning curve was like getting involved in Web three as a successful serial entrepreneur, right? So how how did you navigate building for such a new space where the rules and playbooks hadn't really been written yet? Yeah, it, it's very much was a very very steep learning curve. Um, the technology uh, is different. The terminology is different. Uh, there's a there's certainly a culture shift along with it as well. Um, I think what was the saving grace is that we were um, we were very the community is very very welcoming. Um, that if uh, if you do talk to people, uh, people are generally very open to. Um, having a conversation either online or uh, over Zoom or, or in person. Uh, and those things have been very, very invaluable. Um, we also end up joining the Alliance DAO Accelerator, uh, which they have been a great resource in opening up their connection, but also providing um, many learnings that uh, really speed up our learning uh, by, by talking to, to, to the team over there. Okay, so somewhat similar question here. Uh, what would be any advice you'd give, maybe kind of your most generalizable advice for founders building in the Web3 space right now? Yes, um, I would say, you know, don't, don't be scared of the crypto winter. Uh, I really, I mean, a lot of people have talked about this is the right time to build. And I very much believe that. Uh, and I very much believe that um, the space is going through evolution uh, on focusing on value, focusing on use cases that matter to people. How do we actually deliver value to the user? And in the same line, really this focus in user experience. Um, I think there's a lot of tools in Web3, the developer tool, the people, uh, DAO tools, and so on and so forth. But many of them, I would venture to say that just did not focus on the user. Uh, and I think it was built by developer for developer and which is great in some cases, but if we want to onboard that next billion of users, um, the, the, the tool uh, and, and the software has got to be amazing. Uh, how, it, how it works, how it, how it looks uh, and everything. Love it, yeah. Okay, Alex, what's your team working on right now and what's the best way for people to follow along on the journey? Yeah, so we just launched a, um, a, set, a set of templates um, so that uh, we actually... Uh, well, by the time this podcast, podcast comes out, we would have uh, gone through the uh, the event already. But we are we're starting a template um, competition. Um, but that also means that we are letting more and more people build their own template within Chambers to suit their use cases uh, and, and make sure that like we can share best practice and how people use uh, use Chambers with, uh, with the world. Uh, alongside that, uh, we're also uh, building up a set of APIs. So if you are a developer uh, looking to build tools and, and add value to Web3 communities, definitely reach out. Uh, I am in, I'm available in everything. I'm on Discord, I am on Telegram and on Twitter. Uh, probably easiest is to find me on Twitter. So it's Alex Poon underscore HK. Uh, I'm from Hong Kong originally. Perfect. 
Alex, thank you so much for the time. This is awesome. And I think, uh, I think I learned a lot. I, I think everyone else will too. So have a great rest of your week here. And I hope everyone checks out Charmburst. Thank you for having me.